My top priority is to build an institution where everyone feels safe, respected, and protected. And in that vein, I see uh, Madame Arbour and me very much as partners in this. She has provided a roadmap forward, and now I will oversee the Canadian Armed Forces and the Department of National Defence in terms of their implementation of these recommendations. Welcome back to On Point. I'm Jody Vanson for Alex Pearson. We do want to talk about the big news today, how the report on sexual misconduct in the military was uh, released to the public today. And it does spark a conversation about how you manage workplace toxicity or misconduct of any kind and and how HR has changed in the era of Me Too. Uh, in the era of what we're seeing unfold in our military over decades. How much trust can someone have in human resources helping as opposed to perhaps placing a target on their back, which there was a time where people really felt that HR was the last place you want to take your misconduct and mistreatment complaint. So we want to tap into this with somebody who's literally written books on the topic. Uh, she is the CEO of Inspired HR and Inspired Workplace. She is my good friend, Debbie Carew. And uh, Debbie, we tracked you down across the pond. You, you've actually stepped out of the French Open for us. I, I just adore you for doing this. Thank you. Guilty as charged, Jody. Here to cheer on all of our Canadians who are representing our country so well. That is magnificent. And I want to get your take on this because you and I constantly have the dialogue about human resources being such a vital tool for employees, no matter where you happen to be working. It's trying to navigate it that is so key. And that's where your expertise comes into play. So how much has HR changed since, you know, the sex misconduct in the military story was first exposed or broke? That's a million dollar question, Jody. Without a doubt, human resources has been professionalized. More and more organizations are realizing how HR can add value to an organization and they're just not about just keeping people out of trouble anymore. And so many organizations are taking it much more seriously and making sure their HR professionals are trained. But it takes a long time to build trust. And when you see stories like this, quite honestly, it doesn't help. It doesn't. And there are people uh, looking for the advice as to how to navigate their way through reporting, if need be. What are some of the tips that you can offer in terms of, of how to do that or, or give the confidence, know that you have the confidence to, to stand up for what you uh, feel is right in your workplace? Well, the first thing I have to say is for employers, it's so important to get this right because as soon as you lose the trust in your employees, you've got a huge problem. And the military is a great example where they said 63% of their employees from the report said that they, they didn't handle the complaints properly. So not only is there a terrible issue, but when the complaints aren't handled well, trust is just further eroded and then you've got a much bigger problem on your hands. So in terms of employees, I mean, the first thing is, is before filling everything to, to any person randomly in the workplace, is I would want to understand what is the workplace policy around complaints? Who's going to know the information? If there is an investigation, is the person doing the investigation trained properly? And are they a neutral party in here? Or do you feel that they're going to take sides? So there are some really important questions I would suggest that you ask your HR 
or your manager before you start going into all the details, because there are other avenues if for some reason you don't think your workplace is safe. Well, that is a huge piece of advice, Debbie. I mean, that is the, the antithesis of how the emotional response usually happens when somebody feels that they have an issue that is reportable. It usually starts with all the information before really understanding and navigating the groundwork here, which brings us back to the Canadian military, because that's what's coming out in this report now. One of the many recommendations is that uh, the military not, you know, self-report or self-manage their HR issues, the systemic problems that we've seen over decades that have been proven to be true now and that are bringing about change, very important change for sure. Um, But having that independent um, point of view, that independent investigator versus somebody, you know, who's rubbing shoulders, perhaps. We see that with with General Vance, no relation, by the way. His HR, his head of HR <laughs> is is going to trial next year. Like, these are the pieces, as you say, that erode the trust. But I guess the silver lining in what has been suffered by so many uh, ex-military um, is that this might actually bring about meaningful change that P- PR, or excuse me, not PR, HR professionals like yourself <laughs> will then be given an opportunity to to help create safer and and healthier work environments. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I think this point we've talked about is, is human nature is to sort of spill all the emotional details first. And the learning really is here is know who you're talking to and what they're going to do with the information when you do give it. And you're right. It's so hard when tough lessons like this have to be learned. But I'm confident that when bad things like this happen, it takes everyone has to take a look in the mirror and say, What are we doing in our workplace? How are we protecting our employees? How are we building trust? Are our HR people trained? Or should we look at a third party to do investigations? And my bias is whenever possible, have a third person look at it. Because a lot of times we don't even know what our own bias is. It's really something. We're with Debbie Carew, CEO of Inspired HR and Inspired Workplace. She's literally written the book on this. And one of my my go-tos, my my touchstones when it comes to human resources issues that are so often part of of every day. It doesn't matter what your walk of life is. It doesn't matter what your job is. Oftentimes, there are issues that arise when an employee doesn't even understand that they have rights that perhaps uh, aren't aren't front and center in their workplace. And and knowing Debbie is is a huge bonus and being informed is the big piece of this puzzle. And that's what we keep coming back to here, Debbie, is is know who you're dealing with and and what the issues are and what your rights are and what the reporting system looks like. And what you just said about having that third party, have somebody else look at it, but also consider having someone else in the room. That's another one that you told me. Yeah, 100%. I mean, all those things are so important. And then the other one is, is do your homework as well. Like you said, is you can go online and you can find out from Human Rights Commission and Human Rights Tribunal, and there's all kinds of resources that can help you understand your rights. And the other thing we haven't touched on, but I think it's really important, is if you look at your, your policy in the workplace and look at the steps of conducting an investigation and you're not comfortable with that, that's not your only route. You can go, there are government resources, you can go to an an HR firm, you can go to a lawyer, you can go to a trusted advisor that works somewhere else. You don't have to follow the company's policy if you're not comfortable with it. Make sure that you get your own advice as well, because 
taking the, these important steps is important to your career, but the last thing you want is to have them backfire. And when things go sideways, they go sideways quickly. And, and that's oftentimes how people talk themselves out of asking for help within the workplace environment, thinking that, you know, as we mentioned off the top, that going to HR often is, uh, you know, a, a, a direct line to the, to the exit door, if you will. That's not the case in what has evolved and changed over recent, I'm going to say years, even decades, um, that, that has evolved and changed and, and how someone like yourself, how did you first become the CEO of Inspired HR? What, what brought you into that role? But me personally, the reason I got into HR is I just, I hate to see people unhappy at work or when situations like this come up and it's not held, it's not handled properly because I mean, work, it takes more than 50% of most adults waking hours. It's more than we see our spouses and our children spending yeah. time at work. So if you're not happy, it really has a negative impact on all aspects of your life. And so I know we can do work better. And that's why I founded Inspired HR. We, we want workplaces to be just better for everyone. Better for everyone. And that's why I wanted to have you on today. Even though you're in Paris at the French Open, I pulled you away from the center court so you could come here and share that perspective. Because a lot of people have come to think that HR is a dirty word when in fact HR is there to help you. And professionals like yourself are such great resources for those who want to know how to navigate any issues they might have. Debbie Carew, as always, thank you, my friend. Thanks, Jody. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Look her up, Inspired HR and Inspired Workplace. If you need somebody to come and speak uh, to your company as well, Debbie is one of the best public speakers you'll ever hear. That's how we very first met. I'm Jody Vance.